Uh, hello and welcome to uh, episode number four of In Three Time Podcast. I'm Jordan Robinson. I'm Darren Matthews. I'm hey. coffee. Hey. Bye. So yeah, this was a boring week, right? No, there's loads of stuff on, just not a whole lot in the form of uh, soccer ball. I, m- I miss it so much. Not going international break. We were just like, what could possibly go wrong with the, with putting on one of these podcasts where we talk about football? And we were like, two things: when the season ends, and international break. potentially another outbreak of coronavirus where they cancel all football. Uh huh. And the worst of all, the international, international break. break. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the worst. Um, did you watch any of the games? I know we're not getting into this weekend's Fortnite, but uh, did, as an intro, did you watch any of the games? I, I watched highlights of goals and penalty shootouts. Oh, of course, that's yeah. Yeah, I probably spent more time watching Scotland's last World Cup song video, <laughs> "Don't Come Home Too Soon" by Delamitri, than I did watching actual. And ironically, football. came home too soon. Yeah, ninety-eight man it was a it's a tough year for the Scots, mm. but at least they're in. I mean, that's a major tournament now, so mm. we'll cover that in this week in sports. Exactly, and I was only five years old when that happened, so I don't remember. I do. I watched the World Cup final that year on my holidays in Spain. Yeah, it was Brazil one. Didn't I it? was back in Brazil and France <laughs> stuffed them. Oh dear. That was the, the weird one when uh, Ronaldo, uh, Fat Ronaldo. No, yeah. Not, oh, not this Ronaldo. conspiracy, this conspiracy around yeah. it. It's I like it. I like it. it's like so the JFK of football. Loads of, loads of YouTube videos. <laughs> Check that one out. What happened, Ronaldo, at the '98 World Cup? Uh, do your own research. Actually, we should do that. Do like an episode, one like story time one week, where we go into like conspiracy theories about sports. Absolutely. Yes. It's got to be sports conspiracy theories. It's got to be not even conspiracy theories. Just weird things that happen in sport. Like after the '94 World Cup, it was a Colombian goal, or not the Colombian goalie, Colombian defender who basically scored an OG and was murdered oh, yeah. when he got back to Colombia mm. by some drug cartels because I think they had money on Colombia winning the World Cup. Uh, I mean, like you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's a problem, probably a couple of drug cartels in Belfast if Gareth McCauley went to <laughs> the World Cup with <laughs> Northern Ireland and scored no goal. Yeah, he never sees any caps again. Oh, God, yeah, we'll, oh God, we'll, get, we'll get into Northern Ireland whenever we get on to the weekend sport, my God. Um, but apart from that, um, I don't know, it feels like there has there is a bit of a vacuum now that Mick's not here. Yeah. Yeah, I miss him. He's not here. Even if he could just stand in the corner sadly playing the violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, would, it would be perfect because the violin <sighs> is a sad instrument. Yeah, if you enjoy uh, whenever we bring guests on, suggest yourself. Come on, come and hang out with us and do a podcast. But uh, Only go if check you're out interesting, that, yeah. Go check out last week's podcast. Yeah, it was great. He came on and told us about uh, his beloved uh, St. Pauli yeah. in Hamburg in Germany. His, uh, his big old team. I may have a couple of guests lined up, which I will Ooh, chat to you after. Nice. Some interesting folks. It should be good. Nice. It's, it's Rory Carroll, isn't it? No, I thought you were going to phone him. Yeah, no, I tried. I can't, no. can't get any of the details. That's okay. I tried to add him on Facebook and he, was, he just hasn't accepted because he's like... Who the fuck is this guy? We have one mutual friend and I was like, oh, I'm impressed with him. She'll be alright. He actually, funny enough, Roy Carroll actually does nets for a team and I know one of the other guys in the team, so I'll hit them up. Oh, yeah. Somebody actually we can talk about. It's a team called FC Mindwell. Mm-hmm. Pretty much about it's a, a team sort of based around the idea of like a mental health. Oh right. So it's a lot of guys who are uh, the guy I know now. Crowley is a PT down in Uri. Went mm-hmm. to school with him, and uh, he's part of the team as well. So I think it's a lot of guys who you would have seen former Irish League footballers and stuff as well who are continuing to play in a in a lower league fashion. But That's cool. there's a message to the team, which is pretty cool. So check out FC Mindwell. If no, you're yeah, it's in football <laughs> and you love a bit of lower league football. Yeah, and you love mental health. 
Yeah, that's true. Talk about it. Yeah. Um, other football news. Apparently, Ryan Reynolds is buying Wrexham. Yeah, I saw that with the guy from uh, Always Sunny as well. Um, Mac. Um, from what is what is going on here? Uh, no, I'm I'm up for it. Like I'm like I'm for new football now. Yeah. Or modern football. Let's or do it. This is going to be this is going to be like the new celebrity trend <laughs> as like the class of '92 buying Salford. <laughs> and look at Salford now. Yeah, they're, they're up a couple of divisions. Yeah, I think still, the, still problem they do. Is, the problem with it is, is that they keep having to. I think the further up you go, you have to keep building like new stands. It's like fuck because there's like a regulation <laughs> of how many people you have to be able to hold in your ground. Yeah, they they just don't have the infrastructure. To, <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was going to be. Oh yeah, we're going to get a new United team. And oh wait, no. <laughs> yeah. What about what about Irish League? Did you try and get any more tickets for anything this week? No, man. Crusaders got beat by Lauren away. And uh, I have a friend who lives like literally just beside Inver Park down in Lauren. So I was like, okay, when Crusaders play, I'm going to go down and have a cup of coffee at hers and um, go enjoy the game. You know, old-fashioned old style, get a cup of tea, football. No. Didn't happen. Still nothing. Still nothing. Although there was over, uh, well, allegedly there was over a thousand people at the um, Northern Ireland game on Thursday. In Windsor Park? Oh, yeah. Was that invited dignitaries and... Season tickets or what? No, I, I I don't know how they worked it out because like uh, fuck, last time I was at a Northern Ireland game was the qualifier for the Euros against Greece. Oh yeah, that was the last like proper one I was at. Um, but I yeah I have no idea how they were doing it if it was because like they were selling tickets through Ticketmaster before so I don't know if that was the same thing. Well, I do I do know one of the things as a hospitality worker there was a big kick up with that because uh, Arlene was at it. Which meant she was late trying to get the hospitality industry and economy organised again. Here, yeah, but come on. You European know. qualifiers? Yeah, she exactly. gets a pass, does she? Yeah. Slovakia is a big game. Like <laughs> Slovakia is a country that hasn't only existed for about 30 years. <laughs> they hardly have a big history of football. It used to be part of Czechoslovakia. Which, fun fact, Denmark only won the 1992 European Championships because Czechoslovakia had a civil war and had to go home. I, <laughs> we need all the fit men we have to yeah, fight in this war. They probably got conscripted, honestly. <laughs> imagine, like, Petr Cech or um, Thomas Rzyski or Pavel Nedved. I can't, Just, I can't. Uh, that was the one that was, um, uh, what was the other week in New... I don't even think it was this week, it might have been last week. Was it Matic wouldn't wear a poppy because... Yeah. They basically bombed this village yeah. during the war. And yeah. it was like, no more to pop. <laughs> Lads, come on. Yeah, and they were everyone was like, aye, fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, when it comes yeah. to James McLean, they're like, yeah, murdering bastard. Yeah, right. If you want a good take on that, check out uh, Victoria one. Yeah, yeah, I saw cast. that. That was fucking, yeah, that was funny. He does a great one where he, he explains the, uh, the pretty much hypocrisy of the, or the stupidity of it, I suppose, yeah. which is mad. But like, I, I find it very difficult to endorse something called the broadcast where it's, you know, I, I, I just won't. Not Protestant enough. No, no. In fact, we're turning this into the broadcast. Well, well, well. Today's, uh, I, I'm going to apologize on behalf of all Protestants like I, I, for I, today's I story time. I don't go to mass anymore, so I think I qualify. Yeah, exactly. Do you believe that it turns into the the blood and guts of Jesus Christ? <laughs> and that, yeah. <laughs> Like the Catholic Church is a big zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, do I? No, I don't really believe. Yeah, think exactly. Anymore. No problem. I, uh, no problem. Uh, yeah, that's the one. I, I think. I think. I think that's a bit of a. 
that's a bit of a broad a bit of a, a broad term of how yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's like it's like tarring everything with the same brush kind of thing how it really happened was uh, Henry VIII needed a divorce yeah exactly and it's all been fucking yeah. plain sailing since yeah. then yeah he did a collab a, <laughs> yeah he collaborated with Martin Luther and from then on out it's just been God save the Queen yeah yeah <laughs> it's possibly the best intro we've ever done this week in sport Metal. Right. So, starting off on Thursday with uh, the qualifications for the Euros. Um, the four games, Georgia against North Macedonia, the, you know, uh, what, 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 what do you call that? Like the Euro Classico or something? Mm, no. It was the most boring game, apparently. Well, Northern Macedonia, the only thing I know about Macedonia is that Alexander the Great was from there. Hey, and... That's it. Guess what? I They're going to the Euros. Yeah, I was. Got, I don't think he's a. Well, to be fair to that, I mean, he conquered most of Europe, so maybe they'll do the hey, same. Hey, you never know. Um, Hungary beat Iceland as well. Wasn't the that was that was a bit of a weird game because they scored like in the last three minutes of play. So nothing else happened for the entire nothing game. Nothing else. Well, uh, uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson scored and got a yellow card, and that's it. Now moving on to the juicy parts: Northern Ireland against Slovakia. Oh boy. Um, so, Kuka scored in the first half in the 17th minute, and then it was a pretty boring half, but Northern Ireland were still definitely, you wouldn't say that they were completely out of it or anything. Um, a couple of substitutions and stuff like that, and then in the 88th, 88th, 88th minute, the own goal, we, so, dared, we dared to dream. I've, I've got it up here. I was going to say, basically somebody <laughs> had to do them a favour. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So technically, uh, they got into extra time, but didn't score a single goal. Uh, and then in the 110th minute, Dora scored and broke loads of Northern Irish hearts. Yeah. We're not going to the Euros, lads. Is that... what That was the playoff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and they were playing well against Austria, too. And they were leading quite late, and they fucked that up as well. What was it, Sunday? Or... Kind of reason as well, because um, the during the 2016 Euros, mm-hmm. I was living in Canada, and both teams from Ireland yeah. were in the Euros. So How weird was that? I was just you? never out of the pub. <laughs> it was class. <laughs> I kept taking and making excuses not to be in work. Like, Where are you going? I'm like, team split, mate. Yeah, like, exactly. team? I'm like, can't, can't remember, but, I'm but, like, but I'll be in the bar 10 in the morning because uh, the time difference is fucking me here. <laughs> I want to see Northern Ireland again. I want to see Gareth McCauley's goal again, just like re-watching it against Ukraine. I went with uh, my friend Connor, who I was working with over there, and he's from Bath in England. And we had a very funny thing where I, I went with him to watch the first England game in this big sports bar. They drew 1-1 with Russia. Mm-hmm. And he was lying there with his head on the table. He was like, oh my God. And I was like, now you see the difference between me and you? I was like, Germany beat Northern Ireland 1-0. I think... Uh, who's doing that? Mickey. Uh, Mike McGovern. Mike McGovern was doing that. I think he had. He was the had the day of his life. He conceded yeah. one goal, but I think he stopped up like thirty four shots. Yeah, yeah. And I remember looking at him and I was like, "Now you see the difference between me and you." I was like, "We take losing one 0 to Germany as a decent result." Yeah. I yeah. was like, "You actually show up to every tournament thinking you're gonna win." <laughs> Whereas if you look at the fans in Paris, they are just having the best time the crap, because they're like, "How long can we make this last?" I was like, "That's the difference." The fans just want to go to a tournament yeah. because they don't get the opportunity. But I suppose. Scotland are getting the... We're going to have to back Scotland this oh, time. Oh, could so. you imagine the amount of... The Tartan Army. Oh. The Iron Brew and Buckfast. All the alcohol. But um, the, 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 Nor- the Northern Ireland thing then, what... Um, what did, you, what did you think? It was obviously... It was, uh, well, they, ju- they just oh, knackered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, after extra time, you were like, okay, dishes are pretty much done here. <laughs> you know. But no, it was were sad. You, were, you, were you hoping for penalties or were you, were you hoping for penalties or were you hoping for penalties or were you
like I don't know. I reckon Northern Ireland, like it's not that kind of thing where England with the same as England, where they have like the whole odd dreaded, you know, if we go into penalties, that's it, we're done. Yeah, it's not. It's not in their heads that penalties is a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. And like you know. Uh, who, I don't even know who the keeper was for um, Slovakia, so could, could have been that, uh, what's his name, the guy we were talking about last week who played for Newcastle. Is he Slovakian? No. I was going to say, look, I'll talk, you research. Yeah, no, I just researched. Jordan is frantically typing on his phone. <laughs> this is all the stuff that I write. See, every week we're going to have loads of notes, have the laptop open in front of you, and they're like, who's that guy? And like, oh, bollocks, who's that guy? <laughs> we do have loads of notes, just not about what we're talking about yeah. right now. Um, no, some guy called uh, Rodak, which obviously, again, sounds like someone who's fighting Superman. Fair enough. <laughs> Superman on the way, And uh, moving on to Serbia against Scotland. Most entertaining game yeah. out of the bunch, I think. Scotland's first major tournament in 22 years. Jesus. Like, the Tartan Army have watched some terrible Scottish teams. I was time. five the last time they qualified for a major tournament. Yeah. That's mental, like, isn't it? Because I remember they were at Euro 96 and then they were at France 98, so they obviously had a... The great 90s. Great 90s. Great 90s team. That would have been guys like Colin Henry in defence. Uh, Ali McCoy would have been playing then. Oh, serious? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they were they were... Actually decent then, but yeah, they obviously had just years of terribleness. Mm-hmm. James, James McFadden, Chris Boyd, all up front. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? What Stevie Naismith. I feel bad for Stevie Naismith. Just good luck. I mean, saying that about Scotland, it's unfair to say that they had terrible teams. There's yeah. probably great players who never got to play in an international tournament. Yeah. I mean, like I think Charlie Mulgrew is still kicking around the squad somewhere, yeah. but like... I don't know, he's wasting away in Blackburn. But they have, um, yeah, 2 1, and it went to penalties as well. Penalties isn't, I don't remember. I mean, I'm not a Scotland fan, but if yeah. any, any Scottish fans can tell us, is penalties a thing for you guys? Who knows? Does that happen? And Serbia as well? But um, yeah, it was a big one as well because obviously they took the lead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sam Christie as well. Deal, yeah. yeah. And they were probably, but I think, I think Scotland fans are a lot like Northern Ireland fans or Republic of Ireland fans where yeah. they don't get too excited when taking the lead. Yeah. The yeah. first thing you do when you take the lead is you go, sure, let's see how long this lasts. Yeah. <laughs> Deep breath, lads, compose ourselves. Um, but you should have seen it, like, um, because uh, Ryan Christie uh, scored, who's a Celtic player, and Lee Griffiths scored the first penalty as well. So the Celtic Instagram page was somehow uber patriotic about how like they're so proud of their uh, Scottish talents and stuff yeah the other thing is as well I think with that there's a, there are there's a big thing in Scotland there's obviously Scottish nationalism so oh, the yeah. football team's a great uh, they used to be whenever they had that uh, home nations league which was yeah, Scotland yeah. England Northern Ireland Wales and did Republic play in that uh, pretty much a British yeah. tournament yeah. But they stopped doing that years ago. Um, they, they basically, England said, oh, look, we were going to win it every year. And But the la- I think the last one was won by Scotland. Yeah. Scotland in the 70s used to play England in a challenge match every year. Mm. They, they did it for like nearly 100 yeah. years. And the, rug- uh, the rugby equivalent the Calcutta Cup. Yeah. It, yeah. So they used to do that for years. I think Scotland gave them a couple of bad hides in the 70s and 80s when they had real the, talent. The, yeah, uh, yeah, it was that... Um, uh, that famous photo of the Tartan Army is it in the pitch in Wembley uh, on the broken crossbars and stuff like that yeah yeah, but yeah we had that framed in my house coming up actually yeah no, for no reason the park on it was cool I was going to be like you're not Scottish I know exactly <laughs> just just because it was a cool photo <laughs> that was the first thing I bought when I moved out so I moved out um, from like living with my parents and the first thing I bought was a framed photo of uh, Zinedine Zidane 
for the mantelpiece in the house. Fair enough. I was living with a guy from Shaban, which I don't think he ever watched. Like obviously because they don't have electricity in Shaban. Yeah. Um, true. like that he never. He was like, "Who's this French wizard that you're putting on top of the mantelpiece?" Yeah, sky is that thing you look at. You tilt <laughs> your head up. Yeah. Uh, dear. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, so this weekend, moving on to the real football. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Good recovery from last week. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I'm a professional now. I've watched all of two full. 70 minute games because let, no let, one... let's point this out this is how bad international break is we have a Protestant watching Gaelic football <laughs> and loving it intently taking notes man watching I... YouTube videos to explain the rules yeah exactly I've been explaining rules to other people that's, that's how good I've gotten them and that's how you learn by teaching yeah so if anybody <laughs> if anybody once taught how to do a podcast you know it would be handy for us too. or if you could show us that yeah well. exactly um, but yeah no uh, the first game now uh, I, I, I normally like taking the piss out of you because of um United playing badly and stuff like that, but I really wanted Armada win for you. Just for me? Yeah, just because you. you're my mate. Yeah, just like ah, oh, Darren really wants this. I do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah we were. Um, what's the? I think the sort of to sum it up. Mm, the technical like a, term. A, yeah. The technical term would be fucking horrendous. <laughs> it was yeah. It was. Uh, it yeah. certainly was something. I, I was able to explain it away. Pretty much the second quarter, we died to death because. Mm. Gaelic football is now in quarters for some reason. They have a water break. Uh, pretty much it was into the second quarter and uh, Donegal scored a brace before half time, so they were far in the distance at half time. Oh, yeah. They were 15 3 up. But I was able to explain that away as an optimistic Armagh fan by yeah. going, Well, sure, Donegal had the wind in that half. And playing in shite weather, sure, thing because the weather in Donegal is yeah. fucking. Have you ever been to Donegal? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of sideways haircuts from the wind. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, they're so uh, so metropolitan with the haircuts. Nah, that's overs. the wind, mate. <laughs> yeah, and then in the second half, so but in the second half, both teams scored ten apiece, but it didn't matter because the damage was done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So play, playing against the wind, Donegal scored ten points. Yeah. And with the wind at our backs, we scored ten points. <laughs> Uh, it was mad as we were hitting long kickouts in the first half into the wind and wondering why we weren't winning anything. <laughs> Not equating to the fact that most people, most people on the running all team are about six foot five. Oh yeah, they're big units. Like. So hitting a high ball into the middle of the field is not going to work out well. Uh, who would have thunk it? When your midfielders, our midfielders are like five foot ten, like six foot two. So. Oh dear, man, I yeah, uh, it was sad. And I, actually, a guy I when I was in Perth that I was staying with. He's a huge Armagh fan, and uh, he put it up on Facebook, like, staying up. I don't know what time it was in Australia, but he was up watching the game, and I felt so bad for him, man. Yeah, uh, that ruined his day. But he's also a Derby County fan, so, you know, that ruins his day normally. So fuck him. <laughs> Shout out to Stefan. No, Stephen. I um, I usually ended up... Well, I did, a, I did that when I was abroad as well, getting up to watch matches. Uh, I remember years ago being in Boston and watching... I think it was the 2000 out of Boston... We were in a bar at like 8 in the morning watching an Ulster final. Jesus. Or I be Derry and then I remember being in Perth. Actually, do you know what? The timing when you're in Perth in Australia is the perfect time zone because the match starts at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, if it's a yeah. 3 o'clock game, Perth's a 7 hour time difference. Perfect. So you're in the pub. Like we would finish work on a Sunday early yeah. and be in the bar at 10 o'clock and Happy you're sitting days. there having a pint watching football. Oh, it's so good. 
But the last time I was there watching a match, of course, Armagh lost his only goal by a point, which was... Ooh. So yeah, the last two years we've been put out by losing to good teams by a point. We got beat by Roscommon one year, we got beat by Mayo one year, and then this year, Donegal absolutely hockeyed us. Yeah. And there's no back door, there's no, there's no second chances. That's You're not getting in, lads. That's the year over. The other issue is we're in the Division 1 next year, so there could be a couple of those handed out. Ooh, you never know. Um, so yeah, Donegal won 122 to 13. Um so yeah, quite comprehensive win. But uh, on Sunday, the Sunday's game uh, was I yeah. So down or the West Ham of <laughs> county football. It was literally a game of two halves. Yeah, it is textbook definition. I was watching down in the first half and just thought these boys might give Donegal a run. They'll not beat Donegal, but they might give them a run. Second half was a complete capitulation. Yeah, like, they. I mean, like, Shit the bed would be the technical term. Ka- Calvin did deserve the win, like they, they truly Calvin, did. Just yeah. could not be put down. But the problem with it is that's the third week in a row Calvin has done that. Yeah, they did it against Monaghan when they won at the last kick of the game. They did it against Antrim where they had to come back. Yeah, people thought Antrim were going to beat them, and then they did it against Down where they went in. I'm trying to think what it was at half time, but it was I think it was ten points down. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, at one point it was like one nine to two. Yeah, that was crazy. Like it was absolutely madness. But game of the weekend of what I watched because I couldn't believe my eyes. Well, yeah, um, it, like I didn't watch it or I haven't seen the highlights or anything. But the Connet uh, final Galway against Mayo that looked like a class game. Extra time. Whew. And that was it. Seemed to be Mayo were leading the whole way through, and Galway managed to drag themselves up at the end. Mm. And then Galway are such a schizophrenic team, though. They're division <laughs> one football. They've got some phenomenal players. Sometimes they're brilliant, but like Mayo beat them in the league a couple of weeks ago and fucking hammered them. Yeah. So I was like, they're gonna need to be up for this game. They got themselves all the way in the extra time and then lost by two points. So they just ran out of steam. And uh, come, I think it's next Tuesday. Uh, we will get the result of the Dublin leash game uh, when we get the scientists at NASA to calculate how many points uh, Dublin scored. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Dublin leash in the Leinster semi-final was probably as expected. I've seen that happen before. They played leash, I think it was last year or two years ago in the in the Leinster final mm-hmm. and pretty much just didn't come out of second here until the second half. So yeah. let leash have a we go. Yeah. I, think they were go- I think they went in a draw at half time oh, and then the second half was just... Yeah. Second game and they took offline. They're playing Mead next week who they've beaten in Division One in the league already this year, so I would hope Mead can put up some sort of a fight, but I think it might be something similar to mm. Dublin might start with a lot of the subs and then put the starters on whenever Aye, yeah. whenever a their luck's tight or they're so far in front they can bring boys out and let them run about for fifteen months. Yeah. Yeah. Their strength right. off the bench will kill anybody. Oh. So two twenty three to seven points. That's yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> That's the biggest score I've seen since in my long experience of watching football. Yeah, since since you watched that Armand match. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, so into the finals uh, next. So on Saturday the twenty first, uh, it's Dublin against Meath in the Leinster final. Uh-huh. Um, Cork against Tip in the Munster, and then Cavan against Donegal. Yeah, Munster final without Kerry, which is pretty mad because Cork beat them. For the first time since 2012. Kirk. Yeah, I'm from Kirk. Um, they're playing, it should be Tipperary. Tipperary's a Division 3 team. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're Hurling County more. They're more, well, yeah. I mean, Hork are 
Hork. Hork. Hork are a dual county. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're decent. They're both. Uh, Tipperary are a dual county as well. They have a guy playing for them from the football called Michael Conlavin, who is a phenomenal footballer. But yeah. he's from uh, what you describe as a weaker county. But he ah. himself is great. So I'd say Cork will probably double mark him, make life difficult, and we'll see how we go. But hopefully, it'll, I hope it'll, it might be a better game than Cavan and Donegal. That's. Uh, I don't know. Man. Look, Kevin's never said that attitude is great, but how, I'm not sure how how well the fitness can hold out against somebody like Donegal. We'll see. We'll you, see. Would, you would like to see a bit of a difference because I think Kevin have been in, they were in the Ulster final last year and pretty much got schooled by Donegal. Mm. Donegal's going for the third Ulster final in a row. Yeah. And Here we then, go, three in a row. Yeah, pretty much. And then I think it was 2001 was the last time Kevin ran after that. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Do you want to hear my expert opinion on it? I want to hear your expert opinion on all Gaelic games. They're going to be fun. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's it. And Dan won in Hurling as well. Yes. Uh, I'll just sprinkle that in. Cause, that's okay. Dan yeah. beat Offaly, which, is, which was good because I don't think they were given any chance. Offaly, I mean, 20 years ago would have been playing in the higher grade of, or higher grade of Hurling. Sorry, they would have been competing for the Liam McCarthy, which is the, the yeah. main championship. Yeah, so. that's like the Sam McGuire. Yeah, for yeah. them, down or down that, down that grade. And... Um, I saw him with this last night actually as well so with a bit of luck I think it's all Iron final day for the Hurling mm. the Liam McCarthy and the Christy Ring Cups are on the same day so you'll watch one match then get to watch the other it's like yeah. a double header Ooh, yeah, should be good buddy. should be good so yeah um, they won 220 to 123 which is nice to say you know yeah, because that's it, yeah. it sounds like someone saying it like, cause you'd always hear the like, uh, gas cores and stuff like that on the um like UTV live, and you'd be like, what, what? There's so many numbers, but now I get it. I'm in the club. Yeah, you you organize <laughs> yourself. And yeah, that's pretty much it for um, uh, Gaelic games. But moving on to rugby union, uh, Friday's match, uh, Ireland against Wales. We're back, baby. Oh yeah. Thankfully, we were only off for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but a very crucial two weeks. <laughs> yeah, partly so. Yeah, um, you got watching the game on Friday, didn't you? I did. I was texting you as well. Yeah. Um, they were brilliant. They were rampant. They were dominant. There was a couple of new guys who were really trying to get a place in the team. It, it was real, real kind of. What's what's the best word to describe? Real nippy at the start. Yeah. As in, just I don't know. They constantly look like there's about to be a scrap happening any second right now. There was um, a lot of uh, a lot of pushing and shoving, bit of handbags after a couple of challenges. Mm. But um, you love good. To see we, it. wheels were wheels were pretty bad at actually giving away penalties, and Ireland really punished them for it. There was a lot, a lot of kicking, and then a couple of was Quinn Rue, his drive was class. Yeah. Yeah, no, Ireland played completely out of their skin uh, in comparison to what they had done against France. So, yeah. very positive in that respect. But moving on to the England game against Georgia, you see the score? Mm, I mean, I would expect it to be a cricket score. 40-0. 40-0, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably a fair reflection. I'd say yeah. England probably didn't put out their first string. Oh, no, Georgia won 40-0. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I was like, you know what, it's been a weird week. Why yeah, yeah, why not? Why the hell not? <laughs> 2020 uh, but yeah no um, that was an interesting score I think you could say right would that be the description you'd use interesting, interesting. yeah I would say fair enough for somebody who's in the lower grade of of rugby I mean teams like Georgia would go to the World Cup but they, yeah. teams like Georgia Russia yeah, Romania yeah Portugal and they, stuff have, to, like they that, have to yeah. qualify for the World Cup yeah 
Yeah. They don't get the automatic invite kind of thing. Mm. Scotland had a good win against Italy though, 28-17. Yeah, that'll, that'll give them a bit of confidence as well. And Italy as well, they know that they're scoring because they've, I mean, is it five years in a row they've got the wooden spoon yeah, out of and the Six Nations? Yeah, the, the new Autumn International Series seems strange enough because it's the Six Nations with guests. Yeah, <laughs> special guests, George and VG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very weird. It's just like, yeah, I mean, like VG are a great rugby nation. They are class, but for like, it, it it's weird that and also the tri or the I was about to say the tri wizard cup. Um, the uh, is it the tri nations that are usually Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. It's it's that's been expanded out to a quad nations yeah. because they've they with the addition of uh, uh, Pumas. Yeah, yeah, the Argentinians. This year it's a tri nations because South Africa are too badly affected by COVID uh, to be able to travel. Exactly, and they just want to go like, hey, we just won the world, last World Cup, guys. We need a little bit of break. Yeah, we are in no rush to get back out there playing games and especially not traveling. Exactly. Yeah. But they have it. Um, what is it? Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll get to that much actually talking about um, Argentina yeah. and New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> Oh, the Kiwis. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that 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 team's been expanded. There's a there's a big concern with teams like Fiji and Samoa because a lot of those guys move to New Zealand mm. if they're going to play a professional. And then after, I need to research this, but after so many ta- so long, they they're able to play for New Zealand. Mm. Same way we have uh, yeah, Van der Fleur and der, 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 what's his name? Oh, that's gonna kill me now. Yeah. Van der Fleur and I oh, plays for Connacht. Help me. Aaron player. Anyway, uh, once you're there for so long, you can play for the nation. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a concern about that in the Southern Hemisphere that New Zealand and Australia will... Con- well, more New Zealand, but that the, because the options are to move, they will continually weaken the island teams. Yeah, yeah, because you're obviously going to want to go to... Um, especially if you have some family background there, if like your aunt or your granddad is from New Zealand and stuff like that, you want to go to them just because they have the reputation of being like the Galacticus of yeah. rugby teams, like you know. It's uh, that they, they can go and play in other uh, Bundyaki plays for Ireland. Good mm. God, no. sorry, Kobe. <sighs> yeah, Bundyaki. <laughs> but yeah, it's a concern that they, they will continually weaken the island teams who will always get into World Cups, but they'll probably yeah they win. Do. But you you. Yeah. Play them in um, they're phenomenal rugby nations for much small populations they're oh, island yeah. nations like yeah did I tell you I uh, my dad bought a house in Fiji and I went to the opening in the first half of McDonald's there Explain this to me so uh, my dad watched Love Island with Paddy Kilty and he was like oh I really like this so he decided to buy a house there he bought a house in Fiji yeah how many times did you go uh, once about once yeah and we still have it <laughs> really <laughs> yeah for real so you're telling me we can go on holidays to Fiji and we've got somewhere to stay that that so that's the new podcast studio I was just about to tell you off her but oh now. sweet <laughs> start googling flights to Fiji <laughs> how to get to Suva um, but yeah no I went to the first McDonald's opening the, the opening day and you'd expect like a huge queue and stuff uh, it, was, it was quite easy it was, nobody was really honest yeah, like, like, like there's five people in the queue yeah fair okay. enough <laughs> I get to flight I'm just thinking oh god yeah. I mean Fiji's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean yeah. so there'd be a bit of jet lag there oh, a little bit like <laughs> Chief flights to Fiji from £959. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> At least we're not paying for accommodation. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, this is why we're starting a Patreon to get us to Fiji. Oh, good call, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get that up and run a bit next week. People are like, buy us a coffee, get us a pint, you know. It, co- it costs us petrol to run these podcasts to get between the, the, each other's podcast studios yeah. as in what, my kitchen. Um, yeah, no, here, get on the get on the Patreon, guys. We're going to Fiji. Yeah, let's do it. We're like those... We're like those uh, 
those guys on American TV, the evangelists being like, ah, I want a private jet. God told me I need a private jet. God told us we need to record podcasts in Fiji. Yeah, we're not, we're not greedy. We will fly commercial. Yeah, well, so. I will. You'll fly commercial. Oh. I need the I need the Lego. I think I'm gonna be in the hold. <laughs> Put a code on. It's freezing. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, so if we're talking about going out of that side of the world, maybe we can stop off and, and watch a, a New Zealand match who got beat by Argentina for the oh, first time ever. Oh, look at that segue. Beautiful. Yes. Um, this is what I'm here for. Los Pumos. Uh, yeah. Argentina beat the uh, New Zealand for the first time in their history and won convincingly. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't really a, shut them down. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even a oh, they just like got you know a quick drop goal at the end. It was a genuine like full match of great play. Yeah, uh, I think they were either well up for it or the Kiwis were expecting an easy win, which they've had plenty of easy wins against um, Argentina over the years. Yeah, but Argentina, South America is obviously really big territory for. Rugby, yeah, and apparently. If so. you continue to play with bigger teams, which is the hope for teams like Italy when they get added yeah. into the Six Nations, is that you'll eventually get up to a point where you're promoting, you know, the, the sport enough that you will continually grade up better players who mm. will give you a game. And it's happened. They've yeah. beaten. I think uh, Argentina. Maybe if we, we we go back and check their their kind of four nations history, if yeah. they've got if they've got a win off people, that's their first one ever against New Zealand. I'm wondering have they ever beaten South Africa? Have they ever beaten the Wallabies? Could well have. Yeah, because the Wallabies beat New Zealand a couple yeah, of years yeah, ago yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah. this is um, this, is a, this is a big year. Yeah, I looked at that going like we probably should have mentioned that, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, but yeah. chat, chatting to one of the Ulster players in work, and he's obviously I was like, hey, the Wallabies, and he was like, he was like, yeah, man, I know. But I think they get like one a year, and then yeah. on the return leg, which is what happened. Ireland, Ireland beat New Zealand in, in Soldier Field yeah, in, in Chicago. Chicago yeah. Two weeks later, New Zealand came to Scott or to Dublin and fucking <laughs> like they take it personal. They take it personally. They do that. So, uh, but yeah, but absolutely big win for Argentina and fair play to them. So uh, yeah, I would be really happy with that uh, if I was uh, from Buenos Aires. If I was a Nazi. Uh, in Buenos Aires, yeah. And yeah. I was hiding out <laughs> yeah. since the war. <laughs> I would be really happy in Nuevo Bavaria. Um, oh, I'm, I'm going into our first episode thing of the mindset of I'm about to talk about Nazis, but I'm not. I'm what? About, Is this in your head all the time you're going to talk about uh, Nazis? Y- yeah. I'm scared. It ruins conversations, relationships, uh, everything. Well, this is this is like, um, is it if you're having an argument online, once you mention Hitler, you've lost? Yeah. But I'm, I, I like... You're worse than Hitler. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah. No, but I mentioned that, like, when I go to McDonald's and they say, no, sorry, sir, the breakfast menu's over. I'm like, you guys are worse than Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've actually thought of going, like, my grandfather fought in World War Two, and you're not going to get me a breakfast wrap. <laughs> Yeah, I that's think that's funny as well because you, you didn't fucking start in the big chili as he was. Hey, hey, you know. Yeah, story. <laughs> the, only, the only storm of beaches and uh, involved in the Germans was whenever they got up early and put their t- their towels down on the bench yeah. and you're all <laughs> This is ours. Yeah. Get up at dawn, sunlight your pricks. <laughs> Sounds like uh, you're harboring some uh, deep-seated hatred for the uh, German holidaymakers. I, uh, I don't mind at all. I, uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy Germany, man. It's a, it's a hell of a country. Yeah. It's a good job. I'd like to get over after mixing as well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, we, are, we are organizing a trip. We'll yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, we'll also set up a separate Patreon for that. So we're just going like... Okay, that's two Patreons yeah. so far. Yeah, uh, we need two different email addresses. Will we pretend you need more surgery? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 100%. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I can get one of my parents to die. One of them? Yeah. You only got one left? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's mad. <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs>
Oh, uh, no, I, she's going to outlive me. Oh, funny enough, I forgot, I forgot to tell you, I have life insurance now as well, but oh. you're not naming the policy, so don't be making any plans. Shit. Just, Shit. I don't want to see you out cutting the brake lines in the car as you're leaving. <laughs> it's going to happen. Well, I've already done it before I came in. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to story time. So, story time this week, Darren. Story time this week is a bit more of a somber affair than our usual. Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah, he was cool. No, um, so the reason that we're doing this is because uh, this Saturday is the 100th year anniversary of the original Bloody Sunday. Um, that was an event that happened. And the reason we're talking about it, because we're not turning into a politics podcast, but uh, just because obviously taking part in a in Croke Park uh, during a sports game, so why the heck not should we cover it? That True. really makes sense. 100, 100 yes, years, but... yes, so it's um, Bloody Sunday was in 1920, which uh, culminated in the deaths of spectators and the player yeah. at a football match in Crow Park in Dublin during the Irish War of Independence. Yeah, so just dive into it, shall we? There you go, so hang on, let's get this straight as well. First okay. of all, we, um, there's a, like a lot less sport happening because... Yeah. Of COVID, yeah. Like in the good old days, you could have a game during a war. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I know. It's the millennials. It's their fault. Soft bastards. I know. I'm telling you. Um, okay, so uh, just to state at the start, uh, I hold no prejudice. Is 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 isn't against uh, uh, any side. I'm not going like one side was worse than the other, but one side definitely was worse than the other. Um, uh, and if you construe anything that I say in a joking manner as offensive, uh, it wasn't intended it that way. I just think it's easier to, you know, deal with it when you're laughing rather than feeling bummed out about it. But with that being said, Darren, on, the twi- uh, on Saturday, uh, November 20th, a Tipperary football team, the Tipperary football team, um, travelled to Dublin via train from Tipperary. And on the way down to Dublin, a group of players got into a bit of a fracas with a, a group of soldiers from the Lancashire Regiment. Uh, and it started allegedly when uh, one of the soldiers made a lewd comment to a priest that Tipperary player Sean Brett was having a conversation with. Um, the Tipperary team then threw the soldiers off the train after a, a mass brawl, apparently. And obviously they were quite concerned that when they get to Dublin, there'll be a police presence waiting to arrest them after, if any word had gotten to Dublin already. Um, so they had like arranged uh, all accommodation and stuff like that for the team, but they thought, uh, yeah, we better not <laughs> stick with the original plan we should improvise, just in case they were looking for them. Um, and this was a real problem, uh, especially for two of the Tipperary team players, uh, especially Tommy Ryan and Michael Hogan, who at that time were both active members in uh, the IRA, they were volunteers. Um, and then obviously, as I said, they didn't stay at Barry's Hotel and instead went to Phil Shanahan's pub on Foley Street in Dublin. I think it's still there. Okay. But I, I haven't been to Dublin for a while. And um, this is where they caught wind of the plans that were in pretty much set in stone that were going to happen the next morning. So the morning 
of Sunday, November 21st, 1920. Early that morning, the IRA's gang called the Twelve Apostles mounted their operation to assassinate the Cairo gang. The Cairo gang were uh, a network of British spies that were situated in Dublin. Uh, their nickname, the Cairo gang, uh, came from them using the Cairo Cafe, which was on Grafton Street, uh, because they were planning operations in different places like Egypt and Palestine during World War One. So that's obviously where they got their name from originally. Uh, 20 people were targeted in the attack in eight different locations all around Dublin uh, and in total 15 of them were killed during the fracas and the order of the assassination was given by the IRE, the IRE, that's a, a new the one, uh, the IRA Chief of Intelligence, Mr. Michael Collins. Uh, and have you seen Michael Collins' movie? I have. This yeah. this, this is in it. This, yeah. this, uh, this oh, is, is featured it? in the movie. I should actually watch that. Because have you not seen it? I, I, I was, I, for the research um, for this, I watched the clip of um, them on the football thing. Yeah, that's But I, c- I couldn't find any like collaborating evidence that there is the actual armored vehicle on the pitch kind of thing. But that's, that that's Hollywood, yeah. baby. Yeah, true as well. Now, uh, moving on to the afternoon of Sunday, November 21st. Uh, later that day, the game was originally supposed to be, um, the uh, throw-in was supposed to be at a quarter, no, yeah, uh, it was supposed to be at half past um, two, but then it got delayed for 45 minutes. Um, with the killings happening in the morning, there was talk about the game actually being called off just because, you know, people not wanting to go just in case any trouble happened, but... Anyway, it went ahead, and unbeknownst to the fans and the players in Croke Park, uh, in the first 10 minutes, um, the, that Croke Park was surrounded by the RIC, which is the Royal Irish... Constabulary? I can't pronounce that. Really not? <laughs> yeah, it's worse than me trying to pronounce a Bamayang or something. I just can't... Okay, so to the me, RIC was the Royal Irish Constabulary. It was the, the police force in Ireland, basically, before yeah. the partition. Yeah, before the guards. Um, uh, their orders were to surround uh, the grounds, guard the exits, and search every single man for any form of contraband. So that would be, like, uh, I don't know, IRA, propaganda, literature, anything like that, guns, ammunition. Uh, and that is when uh, the shooting started in the stadium. Um and by the time that Major Mills got his men under control, the RIC had fired 114 rounds of rifle ammunition, 50 rounds of ammunition from an armoured vehicle, and countless revolver rounds. When all was said and done, seven people were dead, five had been fatally wounded, and between 60 and 70 people were injured. Uh, among the dead, uh, there was 11-year-old William Robinson, which is, it, when I was researching this, that definitely stuck out because that is the name of my grandfather. Uh, absolutely no relation, but it was still, whoa, you know, pretty, yeah, when you, when you recognize pretty heavy, like, yeah. And also Jane Boyle, who was 26 years old, and she was supposed to be getting married on the 26th of November. And ultimately, the reason pretty much that we're talking about this today, uh, 24-year-old Tipperary football player Michael Hogan also got shot dead. Did you say Michael Hogan was one of the men who was confirmed as an IRA? Yes, he was an IRA volunteer as well. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. So. So if you're ever in Crow Park now in modern times, the Hogan Stand is named after Michael Hogan. Yeah. There's a, a bloody Sunday remembrance plaque at the back of the stand. If you're ever out at the bar, you'll see it. If you've been to Crow Park, mm. and uh, the Hogan Stand is where every year, whenever whatever team is victorious, you walk up the steps of the Hogan Stand to collect your trophy. Yeah. So that's that's why it was named after him. Oh. 
so with the aftermath of everything happening uh, during the morning and the afternoon of the twenty, uh, yeah, the twenty first, um, two IRA officers who were involved in the planning of the attack, along with another man, were held in Dublin Castle. Uh, they were shot, and their bodies later on were discovered to have signs that they were tortured. Uh, the captors claimed that there was no cells uh, to keep them in, so they kept them in the guardroom along with the rest of the guards, containing all the firearms, and were allegedly killed when they tried to make a getaway. But yeah, that uh, sounds a bit weird. Um, and uh, when the subject of the murders uh, were brought up at Westminster um, by Joseph Devlin, he was shouted down, the sitting was suspended, and apparently there was a, like, apparently some guy just smacked him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, apparently, yeah, there was this uh, big old fracas um, after he brought it up, and you, that's just basic racism. Mm, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, or well, uh, well, that, that would have been pre- prejudice to that would have been at the time when Ireland was represented in Westminster yeah. as as being one part of the the empire. Yeah, the, the British Isles. It was part of the British Parliament. So, uh, and yeah, the GAA named one of the stands in Coke Park as the Hogan Stand in memory of Michael Hogan, as you were saying. Yeah, and that is all the research that I did on Bloody Sunday. Mm. bit of a somber one there hard, very, very hard much so very hard, very, very hard to be funny so uh, I uh, do you have any new material you're looking to try out uh, not right now um, <laughs> the 100 year anniversary thing there is it's kind of weird because obviously it's an important thing it's it's 100 years since it happened because uh-huh. next year here we're going to have like the uh, anniversary of the creation of the state of Northern Ireland and stuff yeah. but the GA is obviously seen as an all Ireland yeah uh, organization so there's probably a bit of a conflict as well this will a lot of this will give sort of um, ammunition to people that say that you know the GA is a cold house to unionists and stuff but mm-hmm. that was obviously something that was uh, fairly tragic and pretty much those people were civilians yeah. so and the annoying thing is as well we always talk about how it annoys us here that politics is involved in sport yeah so that was a political move because they knew that was going to be full of that was um, Dublin v Tipperary mm. there's a Tipperary commemorative jersey which Tipperary On are the wearing f- next week yeah. for the Munster final the old Tipperary jersey was white with the green stripe mm. and uh, I think it says Tipperary in English yeah, it's, it does, it's yeah. Tipperary in, in Irish yeah. but they're wearing that next week for the Munster final so um, yeah, check that out. If you're if you're wa- watching the game, wondering why Tipperary are wearing the wrong colours. Yes, that, that's colors. the reason. Yeah, and so, Dublin are playing uh, this Saturday, which is the twenty first of November. They're playing the uh, Leinster final in Crow Park. Yeah. Yes, against Meath. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's a there's a big actual banner at the back of the hill, which is Hill Sixteen, where the Dublin fans usually traditionally stand, mm-hmm. and it's. Uh, it's been uh, the banners put up for the hundred years of. Yeah. I think the GM museum we're talking about doing. I think there's an exhibition down there. There's like an there original is, ticket and stuff. So there is as well, and that. But was, is that is that open? Should I, we go? So I I was looking at this. I want to go, but it's not open at the minute. Mm. But I, I will I will go when it opens again. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll go down. We'll go down. I also want to go to Colmean in jail because I love like like Cromwell Road jail. I love just walking around. Yeah. Like I want to do that with Colmean in jail, but it's always like every time I'm down in Dublin and I have like free time. It's always like booked out with like all the tourists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you if you know you're going to be going down, it's, yeah, but um, you book it in advance, kind of thing. It's where it's going to be, or you know, if you're going, to, you do have to sort of get organised. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where, you know? Yeah, it's not just turning up at the storehouse and going like give us paint. And yeah, that was story time this week. What's our games to watch? Uh, Are we back on duty now? Uh, I'm having uh, having we Jeffrey. Yeah, Premier League's back, baby. 
And it's all a boring game. So, uh, moving on for uh, games to watch this week. Uh, our beloved Premier League is back on... Was it Friday or Saturday? It's back. I think it's Saturday. Uh, correct, Saturday. So, there's only one game that kind of looks decent enough to watch. And that being uh, the Spurs... Uh, th- or Man City Spurs match. Well, you think that's the one? That's the one of the weekend. Half five Saturday. Oh, uh, actually, I'll be finished work. I'll get to see that. Yeah, and well, I mean, like United are playing West Brom, uh, Newcastle against Chelsea, and Villa against Brighton. Uh, as, yeah, as okay. a Saturday, I mean, like that's the only juicy, like the juicy one. But I said that last week, or two weeks ago, with Liverpool and Man City, and that was a completely wash out of a game. Like, yeah. Um, Fulham play Everton. You know, maybe Everton will get back into their form at the start of the season. Uh, Sheffield against West Ham, really hope for another three points because obviously yeah. Sheffield haven't been playing great this season. Um, Leeds against Arsenal, two struggling teams the past couple of games. Yeah, I was going to say Leeds Arsenal might be okay. Yeah, and then Liverpool Leicester, it's top of the table clash, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe Liverpool Leicester's the game to watch. Yeah, we're looking at the looking at the sort of schedule. My oh, there's a Seymour. That's why I was. I'm looking at my picture list, being like, what? Why do I not see this? You're right. There's more there. Yeah. So for football and like in terms, that's I don't know. It's a very it's a very kind of subdued. It's like it's like easing into a warm bath back into the Premiership, and then I don't know. Next week it'll be. Uh, Tangle thriller. Or yeah, hopefully so. I mean, yeah, going into the, the Monday games are brilliant. Wolves, Southampton, Burnley, Crystal Palace. No, Sunday could be okay. Mm. Leeds and Arsenal, both teams would be probably wanting to win, looking for the a bit of excitement. Mm. Liverpool, Leicester. I don't know. Is that going to be good? Is it going to be a tactical re- game of chess? Is it going to be but, all out attack? But when you but when you see like uh, Leicester when they played uh, Arsenal, it's like it was obviously like Leicester reserved the win. It was you know basic Jamie Vardy goal kind of thing. But that was a boring match, man. And, like, Arsenal were shite as well. So Also, as well, you were saying that you paid for the Liverpool Man yeah. City. So, do you think when they're trying to take points off big teams, they'll not refer to a type, they'll go into a mode? Or there's a tactic of the game which isn't... I suppose they can't go all-out attack because most of Leicester's goals come from counters. Oh, yeah. yeah so, Liverpool yeah. can't all-out attack. So no. Uh, interesting to see I yeah. hope United would get points off West Brom actually Sheffield and West Ham should be an okay game would yeah. that be similar teams of similar struggling value uh, no we are much better <laughs> well then you'd be definitely hoping for three points out of that exactly. one especially after that statement this week <laughs> exactly. it's going to totally bite you in the hole <laughs> it more than likely will so moving on to Tuesday uh, I don't know if this is going to trigger you or anything, but United are playing Bashakshir again. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I would hope that there's got to it's be It's at some, home this time, though. I would hope so. there's got to be some sort of retaliation, because the whole point of playing that team twice in a row was to get as many points as possible. Exactly, just wrap Because we up. had beaten the other two teams. Yeah, so and we had a, the harder teams. All you had to do was beat that team 1-0 and you had qualified. <laughs> Three wins yeah. is normally a straight up the road look. Yeah, and the rest of the Champions League on Tuesday, uh, Rene against Chelsea. Um... It could be, it could be okay. I reckon it's going to be like three, four nil Chelsea. You reckon? Because that's what they're, that's just their mo. This, uh, this, this Champions European. League, yeah. Uh, Dortmund against Club Rouge, Dynamo Kiev against Barcelona, Juventus against the team I can't pronounce, Lazio against Senate, 
you know, PSG against Red Bull Leipzig. It's going to be an inter- interesting Tuesday, at least. Yeah, Europe, Europeans probably going to be a bit more interesting this week than yeah. the Premier League being back, but we'll yeah. see what happens. All right. Well, I think that's us for this week in uh, injury time. That's a wrap-up. Guys, if you're on our um, Twitters and Instagram, start setting us predictions and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well. I think we uh, need to uh, start, start uh, getting get people's thoughts on these things. Yeah, exactly. And we're done. I think that's us for the week. Yeah. We'll chat to you next week. See you uh, next week. Check us out on our Injury Time podcast. ITPod32. ITPod? ITPod. ITPod32 on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. I got both of them. I secured the rights. That's okay. We will try and figure out an easier name to use <laughs> once, we, once we secure rights. To uh, Darren Matthews Comedian on Instagram and Dirk Norms and Company. Boom. Perfect. Done. All right, guys. I'm, we'll see you next week. I'm going to go watch Heartbeat. Nice. See, that was the thing we did. That's a callback.